This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley, and I'll be sharing how to start, grow, and scale your education business. Today, I want to share with you my learnings from writing a book that I never sold. I was too scared to sell. Did you know that I wrote a book? Because I did. It's called The Classroom Hopper. And it's a mildly humorous fictional account of supply teaching based on the experiences that I had in schools with a healthy dose of exaggeration. And I said to people that I wrote the book for me, and I did to be fair, I wanted to be creative and I was. And that book just poured out of me. So we're currently doing some decorating and Ed found a copy hidden at the back of the cupboard. And I thought I'd share the story with you. So it's 2013. And I started writing the book at a similar time to registering Classroom Secrets as a limited company. I wanted to document my experiences somehow. And it's funny that because this is what I'm doing right now, isn't it? Sharing my knowledge and experience with you. Anyway, I had many funny experiences happen whilst I was on supply, especially on day-to-day supply. And then there were the annoying things that happened as well. Things that could be made funny with sarcasm. Just the way that things were for supply teachers. So why didn't it pan out? Well, once I'd written it, I was scared to get negative feedback on it, to fix what might be wrong with it. And subconsciously, I just felt the need to limit my success. So because of the subject about supply teaching, I was worried that I'd get backlash um, about the subject I was covering. I thought I might be criticised for being a little bit controversial and exaggerating. So after some reflection, I've picked out seven key lessons that I want to share with you about writing a book that I didn't sell. And I'm really taking note of these myself because I do want to write another successful book this time. Maybe next year. Could be on my journey from teacher to entrepreneur. I'm not sure yet, but I do want to write another book differently. So lesson one, I was not commercially minded. I thought people would just buy the book because it was funny. I didn't realise at the time, but I did do some visualisations of um, the book being bought. Um, I had that in my mind, but it was it was in the works and the teacher was picking it up. So that should have told me all I needed to know about my mindset right there, because I wasn't imagining (laughs) Waterstones at all. And I can even remember in that kind of visualisation, wondering how it would work, because people would never buy a book for $7.99 in the works. And how could I sell them to Waterstone so they could sell them for a pound? I just couldn't figure that out. Um, That's because it was probably not the right place to sell it anyway. Um, But I thought I could think commercially at the end of writing the book. And the truth is, I've learned that you need to start thinking commercially at the beginning of writing the book. Lesson two, I didn't take the time to get it right. I spent months writing the book, getting it all out of my system, enjoying being creative, but then I wanted it to be finished. Now, obviously I checked it, but I didn't spend time reworking the bits that needed to be reworked properly. The editing just felt too hard. And I feel like I didn't know where to start, to be honest. A patient me would have put it on hold for a few months and then come back to it. But I pushed through because I wanted to share it with the world like yesterday. That's who I am sometimes. It's ironically, really, isn't it? Because what happened is I ended up not sharing it properly with the world. 
But when it came to editing, I was scared by what I didn't know in terms of grammar. So I had a lot of learning to do later on when I started having to proofread other people's resources later on in Classroom Secrets. And that's when a lot of my learning came from when it came to proofreading. I just didn't have the stamina for it. I didn't have the belief for it. Belief would have helped me. Lesson three. I took other people's comments on board too much. So desperate I was to get the book out there. I didn't spend much time or money hiring an editor to look at the book. So I decided, I decided to hire someone who truly hated it. It was the first person I came across. They worked from a teaching background, so they just didn't get it. And now I look back, I can see that he was a person who really took great delight in bringing others down. What he wrote to me was horrible and it wasn't constructive either. And this didn't help me because it made me want to publish it anyway, knowing um, that I didn't really know what it was that I needed to address before doing so because I was kind of cross and I thought, well, what do you know? Because it not really been very constructive. So the lesson that I learned from that one is coming up a lot for me at the moment. Always ask the right people. And I don't always, I don't mean always asking yes men or women for that matter, because that doesn't help either. But sometimes we ask people who can't give constructive feedback because they don't have the right experience to do so. Or people offer the feedback when we didn't ask them and we really take it to heart, even though maybe they're not the right people. And it's hard to admit that and see that in the moment. So just recently at Education Business Club, we had a discussion around feedback and how to not take it personally. And it was really great to hear everyone's advice and experiences, you know, and that's why being part of the club is so valuable. And it gave the member in question a real pick-me-up to know that they're not alone in this and that they were not in the wrong. Because often that's how we feel, isn't it? It's often how I feel sometimes when we're given feedback and it's not from the right people. Lesson four, I needed to get comfortable with what I was good at and get help for what I wasn't. So for me, this meant that I needed to be better at grammar or find someone who was at the time. So sometimes we have to know our strengths and weaknesses and get help where we need help. So I wrote this book before I learned more about proofreading. I just wrote for fun. I've never been bad at spelling and grammar, but this process made me believe that I was and I carried that through as well into Classroom Secrets, it really worried me. So at the time, I didn't have the level of grammar needed for a book, but that shouldn't have mattered. In some of the reviews and, and the um, feedback from the ed editor, I was judged as a teacher who should know better. That's what I was told. The label was, teacher that wasn't good enough. A teacher should. And I wasn't that. Most of us aren't. And that wasn't fair to judge me in that way. I had a couple of awful reviews about grammar and that shaped everything. And the thing is, I had so many more good reviews, but they're the ones that stuck with me. I was stuck because of a few people. And what I know now is that the reviews about grammar were probably nothing to do with me deep down. The reviews were due to their own issues and not my issues. They just wanted to attack somebody. Lesson five. I didn't have the right network. 
So in order to successfully launch anything, you have to spend time building a network and our audience, and I had neither. And I didn't build that network because I was too scared of what people might say. That'd be found out as a fraud. I suppose I was worried about not having any real knowledge in education. It was the same story when I started Classroom Secrets as well, which was happening for me at the same time. Fear. But there would have been people who believed in it. I just didn't spend the time to find them. And I wasn't brave enough to ignore comments from the wrong type of people. Lesson six. I didn't believe in myself. So I was waiting for other people to believe in me. I believed in the creative element for myself, but not the success element. I wasn't, to, I wasn't willing to believe the success for myself. I expected other people to do that for me and I put the responsibility on strangers. Responsibility that they didn't want. People that I didn't even know and had never even connected with. But I wasn't who I am today then. I was much more vulnerable and I openly, it's like I openly asked others to beat me down and I believed everything that they said. And it's still tough today to move through that but I've got more mental resilience now through all the personal development that I've done. Because belief is literally the key to everything. You have to be aware of it and know when you have to believe in yourself. And then know when a critic has a point and when to just push through anyway. And lesson seven. I gave up too early. I didn't persevere. I thought that the book didn't do well because it was bad. But to be fair, I didn't even launch it. I only did half the work. I didn't tell anyone about it. I just expected it to happen, which was obviously very naive. Even big authors do a lot of promo. And there I was, doing nothing and expecting people to buy it. And when it got hard, hurtful, and I hit a brick wall, I moved on to the next shiny object and put a big failure rock in my backpack. As much as this experience was pretty painful on many levels, it did shape the way that I did things at Classroom Secrets, especially in how I was more careful in how I worded things for the teaching community. But just to close, this podcast episode wasn't really about writing a book, was it? It was about mindset. And so many lessons in business are about mindset. We're responsible for continuing to work on our mindset to allow us to be more successful as each day passes. So how can you work on your mindset? You can read or listen to books. You can get a mentor who's a few steps ahead of you, like me. Or you can join a group of like-minded people ready to lift you up, like the members of Education Business Club. The important thing is that you don't do it alone. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk.